welcome to Phobia Friday. This is going to be a kind of a short little mini-series, little, um, a, a, a fun little thing that I've been wanting to do as part of the FearCast. I know that we at the FearCast talk a lot about just straight-up OCD and OCD spectrum types of stuff, but I, I really wanted to talk about and focus on something that was not just straight-up OCD, but is stuff that is out there, stuff that people do worry about, and to kind of expand the stuff that we can talk about here on the FearCast. And some of those things are going to be specific phobias. So this Phobia Friday series is something, again, I've, I've, I've had on my mind. Actually, I've had this series written for a couple of months now, and it's just been, it's gotten away from me. I haven't been able to sit down and record, but I was able to have some time starting to record them. So here we are. So we're going to do a short six episode series. If y'all like it, let me know. And um, uh, I would be more than happy to do more of these. My goal in this is for them to be short. Fearcast episodes, those can go pretty stinking long, perhaps you've noticed. But what I want these to be are to be short, in and out talking about what a phobia is, what, a speci- what these specific phobias are, how they present, how they impact people, and most importantly, what you can do about it to overcome it if this is something that bothers you. Now, additionally, if you have a specific phobia that you would like me to talk about in a future episode, let me know. Go over to fearcastpodcast.com. Go over to submit a question link. I know it's a submit a question. It's not a question. I guess the question is, hey, Kevin, can you talk about this specific phobia? Yes, the answer is I can, and I want to. So let me know if there's a specific phobia you want me to go over, and I'll be more than happy to do it. This was super duper fun to look these up, but I first want to talk about some very specific definitions. So fear is going to be that uncomfortable and unpleasant feeling caused by a perception of danger, right? It's going to be your autonomic nervous system kicking up. It's that fight or flight or freeze response that we get. Now, a phobia is going to be an excessive and persistent fear to objects or situations that may or may not be actual threats. Now, I have an old episode on phobias on fearcastpodcast.com. You can go check that out. But we're just going to be talking about some more specific ones here. Sufferers respond to phobias with excessive attention, energy, action, and avoidance. The key here, everybody, is the excessive part. And that word, I know, is incredibly ambiguous. But the point is, is that some things just freak us out, and that's a typical human thing. But the excessive part is how it's impacting you, what severity it is, and also what you do in response to it. All right, so let's jump right in. So the first one that we're going to talk about today, the first phobia that we're going to talk about today is something called submechanophobia, submechanophobia. One of those ways. I've seen it um, or heard it pronounced either way. Uh, I think the most common way is submechanophobia. Uh, it is a mouthful of, you know, let's be honest, all of these phobias are going to be mouthfuls of things to say. But what is it? So, simply put, submechanophobia is the fear of partially or fully submerged man made objects. So, when I started out looking into some of these uh, phobias and trying to figure out which ones I wanted to include and which ones seemed interesting, I ran across this one and suddenly realized, you know what? This, this one in part is me. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it first. Um, I, I realized as I was looking at different pictures and, and, and reading about this is that this, this has always freaked me out 
looking at some of the pictures, um, they kind of, yeah, they, they, they kind of made me feel a little, um, a little uncomfortable. So, so many people, myself included, experience submechanophobia as, as just kind of mild anxiety or just kind of discomfort. Um, I, I would often kind of run across people's uh, experience just describing it as giving them the heebie-jeebies. And I put that in quotes. They would literally write the heebie-jeebies. And I think that's, that's fair for this one. Um, and the heebie-jeebies certainly doesn't sound like a, a fear leading to agoraphobia, right? Or in other words, it's not going to be so terrifying and terrible that it's going to cause someone to you know, not want to leave the house. But it can definitely cause some anxiety and it can be an anxious trigger. So obviously, there's going to be a range of responses from some people just having, as I said, mild discomfort and anxiety to intense avoidance. All right, so let's talk about what triggers submechanophobia. So, as I mentioned, and as, as I discovered, uh, images of submarines, sunken boats, sunken airplanes, the underside of boats, piers, oil rigs, things like that, discarded cement blocks, car parts, furniture, just kind of stuff that's thrown into the ocean or thrown into lakes. Some people are triggered by the thought or the image of heavy chains leading from the surface just kind of going off into the ocean going off down to the bottom of the ocean. With images like that, um, I, I would constantly come across people describing it as, a, you know, they, they don't necessarily need to see the bottom of the ocean to trigger this anxiety. It could just simply be sparked by seeing the chains just descend off into the abyss. What was so comforting for me in, in comforting comforting to me about reading it that uh, about submechanophobia is that it, it was an actual thing. Um, I, I grew up going on on, on boats, fishing and and just kind of boating around doing you know boat stuff i suppose I, I would always just notice stuff that was in the water just somehow looked creepier than stuff that was outside of the water like if if there was if there was a boat that was submerged that or had sunken that like in a in a in a bay or in a um like a uh, like a dock, something like that. Sometimes at a dock, you'll see a sunken boat. It's just something that happens from time to time. And I would always just notice that whenever I would see those boats, it just kind of looked especially creepier. Even if it was just like the whole thing was just like an inch underwater, um, it just looked creepy, looked really weird. Um, and and I, I didn't like it. I also remember when I would when I would go snorkeling. If you've ever been snorkeling, you you know you kind of you go along, you go along, and you don't see anything, and all of a sudden you see something. And for me, whenever I would see something underwater, it would it would freak me out. I distinctly remember snorkeling once. Um, it kind of through you know it was. It was uh, I don't know if it was necessarily murky water, but, you know, it wasn't like crystal clear, you know, uh, tropical water. And um, as you're snorkeling, you know, you don't really see anything. You kind of see the bottom of the water. And then all of a sudden I saw something and it was, um, if I remember correctly, it was just like coral. But um, it freaked me out. Um, and then anytime I would see like a tire or see something weird that underwater just nah, I don't really nah, I don't really want to touch that I don't really want to go anywhere anywhere near that and again it just filled me with that 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 feeling of the heebie-jeebies mm -mm, did not like it so with that how can it impact somebody well while the sufferer is likely to acknowledge that this fear is irrational, the sunken ship isn't a genuine danger, they may not want to touch something that's just below the, suf the surface of the water, much less swim where they can't see the bottom of the water, where they have to touch a large submerged object. 
What I loved about submechanophobia is that there is actually a subreddit dedicated to just this. If you have this, you can find a whole community out there dedicated to this thing. And they're going to post pictures of, of things that, man, if you've got this, you're going to look at it and it's going to give you the heebie-jeebies. It's going to kind of make you feel a little uncomfortable. And that's what that that subreddit is all about. And for a lot of these, there are going to be some of these subreddits. And I'm going to include a link to it um, on the episode page of this. You can go to uh, fearcastpodcast.com, um, and there's going to be a, uh, a, a this episode page. You can go check it out there. Now, with everything in related to the Fearcast, the biggest question is not, what is this thing? The question is, what can we do about it? So, if you are a previous listener to the FearCast, you know that treatment for OCD and anxiety spectrum disorders, which a phobia is included in that, is going to be cognitive behavioral therapy and exposure and response prevention. In a nutshell, CBT is going to be rethinking your thoughts, thinking about them differently. And if we can think about our thoughts differently, well, we can probably do something different about them as well. Part of that is going to be thinking more rationally, reasonably about this. Again, part of part of, part of what we might do with this is challenging the legitimacy of this fear. Why is this really scary? Using your big brain, using this big smart brain you have to give you motivation and encouragement to go and face your fears. That's the whole point of it. Now, we can use our brain to motivate us, but then we have to go and do it. And that's where exposure and response prevention comes in. With this, we're going to be progressively getting closer and closer to our fear while learning to tolerate that anxiety. And what, that, what we do with that, as we are learning to tolerate the anxiety, our brain is starting to learn, you know what? I don't think this thing is actually that dangerous. I don't think this thing is actually that that bothersome. So it will so the brain will recalibrate itself. And we'll start to learn, okay, I can see this, I can think this, I can experience this, and it's probably not that bad. Now, it doesn't mean that you're never going to feel uncomfortable ever again, but it will hopefully mean that you will have greater confidence to be able to go and do the thing that makes you feel uncomfortable. Knowing when to seek treatment for a phobia, just phobia in general, is going to be really important. Most of us can go our entire lives with a phobia and be fine with it and never have it negatively impact our life to any real significant or really in a minor degree either. But there are going to be two big reasons to challenge a phobia. Number one, because it causes excessive emotional distress. And two, it interferes with your functioning, it interferes with my functioning, right? Treatment for submechanophobia is going to first involve figuring out what elements provide a triggered response and then how it impacts your life. For example, a half submerged pier piling may do nothing for you, but a completely submerged lawn furniture may get you going. Additionally, does it prevent you from swimming in a local swimming pool because you're kind of freaked out about the underwater pool lights or like, you know, the, 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 the vacuum that's kind of tootling its way underwater? I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Or have you ever wanted to go scuba diving but thought seeing a, a buoy submerged underwater or kind of thinking about that, again, that, that, that chain going off into the darkness uh, kind of send shivers down your spine, know, knowing or thinking about what are the sort of things and areas that are impacting your life and what it's pre preventing you from doing is going to be incredibly important. Now, what you can do then is make a list of all the places and situations that give you the heebie-jeebies. That'll be a good place to start. Then, 
Now that you have this big old list, start by going online and just simply put Googling pictures. So I'll link some of these pictures that I found uh, on the show page. You can go see what some of this stuff looks like. But what you can do then is make those pictures the desktop image on your computer, make them the home screen on your phone, print a couple of them out and place them up all over the house so that you can constantly see this. Let's be honest, you probably are listening to this on your phone. You are constantly seeing your phone. So I'll tell you, if you are always have a picture of a scuba diver inside a jet airplane engine, and I'll post that picture up there, um, if you constantly see that, yeah, it's going to make you feel a little uncomfortable initially, but over time, you're going to start to get used to it. Now that you've posted a bunch of these pictures and you've seen these things all over the place, find videos of these things. So find videos of, uh, of things happening underwater, of sunken ships, of sunken items, of scuba divers going underwater. Watch them. So watch this video over and over and over again until your heebie-jeebies, that discomfort, drops by at least half. Once it drops by at least half, go on to another one and watch that one until that heebie-jeebie comes down by half. Keep doing this process until you are ready to go do it in person. Now, this may involve the help of somebody else. Maybe it involve the help of a therapist, a good friend. Um, and, and again, if, if you have significant anxiety in relation to this stuff, it may be a really good idea to go visit with a therapist, chat with a therapist about this, and to start getting a handle on it. But you might start out by just going to the ocean, going to a pool, a lake, or wherever your feared objects are located, and just staying on the shore, staying in, that, in the presence of that place, if that's something that you've been avoiding, and then progressively getting closer and closer to it. Over time and through continued exposures, you'll, you'll start to learn, you know what, this thing actually isn't that bad. It's probably not that bad at the very least. And you'll notice that you can start to handle the heebie-jeebies a little bit more. So this is a real basic outline of where to start facing this fear if this is something that bothers you. But uh, if you would like to share your submechanophobia fear, your experience with it, or your story of overcoming it, Go over to fearcastpodcast.com. Send me a message there. I would love to hear about it. I would love to have people share your experiences, share their experiences in how this fear has impacted them and what they have done to overcome it. So everybody, just like the FearCast, please remember that uh, uh, this uh, Phobia Friday of the FearCast podcast is not substitute for psychotherapy. If you need help in your treatment, go over to FearCastPodcast.com, go over to the Find Help link, and you should be able to find some resources to help you there. All right, everybody, until next time, take a risk, challenge yourself, and don't take your brain too seriously. Bye.